You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, welcome everyone to the Distraction Reviews Firefly Funhouse. I am Jeremy Lambert. It is my birthday. I'm joined by Joe Holbert. It is not your birthday, Joseph. Joe, how are you? What a day. What a day we have. We're live, pal. We're here to review the fun house. You know, you promised a big intro, (laughs) but even still, that was was something to deal with. I don't know. I don't know where to start here, Jeremy, because obviously there's an easy place to start, and I will do that. Happy birthday. It's your big day. We're celebrating. Big day in wrestling in general, right? Wouldn't you agree with your birthday? Nothing else, just your birthday. That's a big day. Yeah. However... I feel that there's a bigger point I need to make here initially. So while I will share the blame with you for what we're about to do, because you refuse my first suggestion, I do know that I was the first person to mention, oh, let's watch all of the Funhouse segments as one. I did this months ago. Um, So two things. I'm thankful we've done it now and didn't let this go any further because it was long (laughs) enough, which we're going to get into. But I do apologise that was an error on my part. But nonetheless, happy birthday, your big day, all in your hands, let's go. We're live, we rarely do this show live. The only other time we've done this show live was when you messaged me at three in the morning, like, hey, we should do a trade deadline show live. And that's our only other live show that we've done. Uh, we appreciate anyone, everyone tuning in. You can leave us a super chat, donate, send us money, say happy birthday, your super chat will be read on air. Sean, I believe, is yelling at us, saying, I'm going to get us copyright striked with the, the fun house. It's like, that was a seven second. We have a seven second thing, right? Like, we're fine on that. We'll be okay. Um, they should be paying us. Yeah. Honest. That was a big plug for those guys. Exactly. It's not on TV every week. That's it, right? <laughs> it isn't on every single week the same length of time. I wouldn't know that after doing this. So, yes, we should be fine, Jeremy. My speech to my lawyers. Uh, Tuesdays, we review movies, and we don't really have a movie this week, I mean, we have maybe the most spectacular movie of all time, actually. The Firefly Funhouse. This was this was set up because it was Joe's choice, and he picked something. I don't remember what it was. And then he's My like, or... Yeah, whatever he said. Or, he said, or you can... Or we can watch every single Funhouse and treat it like it's a big movie. And I said, okay, let's do that. Because the, the one thing I was worried about, I did not want to put the playlist together. But yes. fortunately... Someone took the time out and they made the playlist. 99 whole videos. And we watched all 99 of them. <laughs> yes. So where does one start with this? Um, I think your process helped me on this because you were framing this as though it was going to actually like kill me. Like it was going to be the end of me. I would never come back on here. <laughs> and it was better than that. right? I'll say that much for it. 
Um, I do want to put a disclaimer up front here because people may get upset. I am aware, believe it or not, this is not the way to watch the Firefly Funhouse segments. <laughs> I would agree with your perception that you should never watch them in one three-hour block. Yes, folks, three-hour block. However, I have a big admission here, and this is going to make people happy, and it is a bit embarrassing and a blow to my ego. After about eight parts of this, eight parts of the 99 that we had to go through, I began to sit there and think, I wish I could find some of those Twitter threads that explain these segments. <laughs> no. Because genuinely, no. I needed them. I no. Here's, here's where you went wrong, Joseph. This was one movie, right? So the movie starts. We get the introduction of the puppet. Never Don't know who this puppet is. Don't know what he has to do with anything. Two puppets, actually. We get a buzzard and a, a witch lady, right? Yeah. And then the, the real big... That's kind of like the cold intro of the movie. The real big start of this movie is uh, Bray Wyatt playing himself enters the Firefly Funhouse. We know Bray Wyatt from WWE television, but he is playing just a, basically a Mr. Rogers, right? He's playing a Mr. Rogers character in this film, right? Yes, um, right on that and also right on, we're going to take very different approaches. This <laughs> um, I, I do have to take this away for a second. Could you believe, just seriously, Jeremy, could you believe that the first vignette for this gimmick was the night after WrestleMania last year. I, my brain nearly melted. And I have a towel for what... So we agree the vignettes are cool, right? They were pretty cool. Do we agree on that much, at least, before we go forward? What vignettes? I don't the puppets, know. The puppets being interesting. Okay, so, you know, the, the, so the start of this movie. Yes, the start of the movie. Yes. Yeah, the puppets so, are cool. So in this particular scene of the movie where the funhouse began, I was on live raw coverage duty for the Fightful game, okay? I'm sorry. And this could be a dream of mine, or a nightmare, but I'm pretty sure the UK broadcaster for WWE was just like, oh, it's a strange ad that's playing over there, and didn't put Raw back on. So I missed... They didn't seem to fathom this could possibly be wrestling. And I understand why after watching it here. I had never seen this, I don't think. Here's my take, my question for you. And I know you're reviewing it as one film, but... That's what so it I'll is. Phrase it, I'll phrase it differently for you. Would you agree with me that Bray gets better as this film goes on? Or yes. do you think he peaks early? I think he gets a lot better. No, he, he gets a lot better as the film goes on. Uh, so throughout the film, he comes across many nemesis. Finn Balor, all these people play themselves, by the way. They, they just decided we can't cast them as any different than anything else. We're just going to have these wrestlers play themselves in this film. Finn Balor, Seth Rollins. Rollins and Braun Strowman, by far the worst two actors in this film. They, they are terrible. They're terrible. John Cena, very good. Bill Goldberg, very good. Wow, hot take. Do you appreciate <laughs> how layered that is? You're now suggesting that those characters are not even characters. <laughs> it's like, what's Kane doing? Explain that. What is Kane here? He, that's just the real person, Kane, not playing a character. Is that yeah. in the frame of this? Yes. That's a choice. Okay, that's fine. I, I just, this is a film, Joe. This is not a WWE product. This is a film. Okay, okay so that first It's a Disney movie. Film. So you know before we meet anyone else and it's just Bray and his puppets, do you think this was actually good? I know your answer. I'm going to explain why it was. There is, there's one thing about this portion of it that's been lost in the rest of the film, and that is the deal where like they just actively used kids that looked miserable. Yeah. That was legitimately good. That was like actually dark. The deal where he's like, let's have a picnic, and they're all just sitting there depressed, uh, was quite great. And it feels like it happened... A million years ago. But so, I did enjoy the first, the opening scenes to keep within your, your framework. So, so here's my issue with kind of the opening portion of this film. Is Bray, one of his first lines is like, I knew I would return. I saw it in my dreams. This is the Firefly Funhouse. Is this all a dream? Do we establish right away that all of this is a dream? I mean, it's not. This was a question I had. So... Is this supposed to be like the internal, the psyche of, of Bray Wyatt? Or is it him going to extreme lengths for propaganda for his own personality? This is the big question. Now, the fact that later on in the film, uh, two people invade the funhouse and make it look like the least interesting area in the whole building would suggest that it's like just Bray's rented a room out <laughs> and bought some puppets, I guess. I don't know. And an editor. I don't know. Do you agree with me, at least in the early going of this film, it seems 
that this is just like weird getting an insight into his brain. That's how it felt to me. I don't know. Or a dream, as you put it. Yeah, it's it's completely a dream. <laughs> what <laughs> what are you doing? Is this the glass bit all over again? I'm very I'm very scared about mm-hmm. this glass bit. Nothing's going on. Just shooting pips. Are you gonna turn? Are you gonna turn into the fiend? Because there is a portion where he is. I don't remember which uh, which rival he has, but he has that. I think it's Goldberg uh, or, or Cena. But he has that drink, and he drinks it, and he's like, "This is how the fiend becomes unleashed." I have no memory. Of oh, this was a big plot film? in the film, Joe. This was a big uh, plot. You know, I did have to face reality pretty early on. Um, that I am legitimately just like the sides of my hair away from looking exactly like Bray Wyatt. And that was, and I watched more of these and he waved at me more and more. That did strike me because from a filmmaking point of view, this is pretty bold, isn't it? I mean, to have the same intro and outro every three minutes in, in a film is quite the play. So we meet The Fiend in part four or episode four of the past, or for you, I guess scene seven, something like that. I, don't, I can't recall. Um, was, here's the deal with the thing. Now, I know we've had a lot of fun about the clown, the killer clown, and all that good stuff. But the actual explanation when he's introduced is pretty neat, right? The whole deal of, like, it's a facade. It's like his face that gives him fear, and fear is power. Was that compelling for you, Jeremy, or are you still dismissing it as just a killer clown, how ignorant you may be? I thought, I thought it was... They did that too early. I thought they should have built up Bray as the kind of weird kid show host first and then introduce the clown a little bit later. Like, he establishes that he's got a different personality very early in this film. I mean, it's a very long film, so I guess you got to do that early. But I thought there should have been a little bit more background of everything. I I was like, what is he talking about? His past? They didn't go into his past at all. Talking about all the harm and stuff. He's just like, I got a different person inside of me. I was like, okay, why should I care about this? I don't know who this Bray Wyatt character is. But there is some nice moments, like the deal when he's talking to Huskus. You know, Paul Huskus, the puppet. What's, what's his name, full name? Huskus the full pig. Names? Right? Thank Huskus you. the pig boy. And he's explaining to him, he's like, one day they're going to say you're a genius. And he's like, that's just so inside baseball. I can only <laughs> admire it. And then Vince McMahon shows up. Yes. And then he starts working out. Is that is that who that was supposed to be, Vince McMahon? This is not established. He kind of just... It looks like Vince McMahon, the you know the actual person, real life Vince McMahon. Uh, but I would it's a puppet. So, yes. Yeah, but it's a based puppet. on the fact that um, every other WWE superstar portrays the <laughs> WWE superstar. I would assume that they went with WWE chairman Vincent Kennedy. Man, yeah, that's what I would guess, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, I had no memory, and people are going to laugh because he exposes that I never watched these segments. <laughs> the Rambling Rabbit thing is like a real, like an ongoing plot point. Yeah. So this was the thing. If you watch our other movie reviews, we've got like Marine 6. Marine 6 was a big one. It's the same film. Like it's the same scene throughout an hour and a half film. That's what this is throughout a five hour film. It's all right. He faces somebody. I got to unleash the fiend. Here's Ramblin' Rabbit. He's a big fan of the person that I'm against. And then yeah. they go from there. It's it's the same thing, Joe. It was it was very boring after he beat the Finn Balor, and then it was just the same. It was the same thing the rest of this film. I was like, all right, I kind of know what's happening here. But the deal where he's like, you know, he's kind of um, he's internally struggling, isn't he, Jeremy? The, the rambling rabbit because he's not quite sure how much he can say. You know, I mean that speaks to so many things in our world, Jeremy. He you know he wants to expose a fraud. But he's not quite sure he'll get away with it. You know, Jeremy, that's a very sort of uh, relevant subject at this point. So I wanted to say credit to our friend Big Bray. Bray the Great, as I know him now. Because every one of these segments, sorry, every one of these scenes is the exact same length almost, right? They're all three minutes. Yeah. And while after watching them in one straight loop, I still don't fully grasp the appeal. I have to say, it is commendable the level of intrigue he managed to capture with literally just three-minute nonsensical-like references and stuff. I mean, look, good on it, man. I mean, I know you're not big on the whole film as a project in general, but you got to admire just the effort that went into that first, what, 40 minutes, say? It was impressive. No, no. I was checked out of this film after... I, I mean, 40 minutes sounds about right because I was checked out of about 20 videos, which adds up to about 40 minutes or so. 
Um, Sean is saying collars are now mandatory for all distraction broadcasts. Definitely not. I am burning up in this collar sweater combo, and, and Joe yes. is burning up as well. Yes, this is a terrible idea. I'll, I'll wear the okay. hat. It says, I gotta turn it that way. It says happy birthday. Uh, my mom got this for me, and she texted me and said she could not see the balloons. I don't know. Mom, pay attention to the product. Watch the product, mother. Did you just suggest you were going to wear that hat just moving forward? Even yeah. though it says happy birthday on it? Just yeah. to have a constant happy birthday? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay, it's fine, it's fine. You know, one of my main bullet points when I was taking notes for this was genuinely, hey, remember stomping grounds? Do you remember the stomping grounds? I do. Do we <laughs> one match? Do you know one match that was on stomping grounds? Um, no, Brock and Joe was great balls of fire. Braun, Braun and Reigns. No, this was, there's only one stomping grounds. It was last year. Oh. It can't have I have no idea. I haven't got the answer, by the way. What are we talking know. about stomping grounds for? I mean, Is I guess they one... advertised it during this film, yeah. so, okay. You know one fair. of the, uh, yes, during the film, after the outro ends, it will be like the next pay-per-view event. And I was like, wow, stomping grounds. I remember that. It was fun. Um, okay, can we agree on this much? I know you didn't like they revealed it so early. The initial response to the Fiend's attack on Finn, his first attack, is a great moment. Can we be fair here? That's a great moment when he attacks Finn. The place erupts. It is a great moment when he attacks Finn. Um, but after after he do does it so often, and then he attacks like Kurt Angle and Mick Foley. Um, my mom says, "Do not knock the hat, Joseph." So, okay. Joe says, "Burn the hat." <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, such an inside joke yeah. for this whole show. Is that so? Sure. <laughs> yes, I will not burn the hat or vouch for burning it. Please okay. Continue. Um, but then he attacks like Mick Foley and Kurt Angle and all of these people. And it's just, it's so repetitive. It's so repetitive. I mean, sure, but they are different. I mean, I appreciated the fact that he's already done it once. And Mick Foley being in the ring, may as well, he may as well have had like a banner over his head saying, please attack me, fiend. He may as well have done. But everyone in the world knew what happened to Mick Foley. But yet when the lights go out, Corey Graves is perplexed by this and says... Ah, a power outage. He's stalled. He can't. <laughs> He's not adjusted to the idea that there's a clown on the loose. So, what? Okay, this ranks some of these. So, what are the initial ones? We have Finn, we have Mick Foley, we have Kurt Angle, and we have Jerry Lawler. Rank those four fiend attacks, please, Jeremy. They're all the same. What am I ranking? Just how's that? They're all the same. One is by far the best. <laughs> the Lawler one. He like tries to make an escape. Yeah, the Lawler one is very good. Because then that begs the question, what is the Fiend's sort of line of attack? You know, is he... He's just a dick. Does he guess? Is he like, I'm, I'm pretty sure Jerry's going to make out the round. That's <laughs> what I'm going to get. Like, I don't know. I just... I think there's actually a lot of range in terms... Like, I think the Mick Foley one's pretty meh. Where does Kurt Angle... What happened to Kurt Angle? When was that? Was that after SummerSlam? I have no idea. What, what is SummerSlam? I don't remember them advertising SummerSlam too much. I think Summer it was before Slam, SummerSlam was the place of which uh, the Fiend dueled with Finn Balor. Okay. Or the Finn Balor, as you refer to. <laughs> I was stealing your bit, putting uh, the yes. in front of yes. everybody. Um, yes. I think it was after SummerSlam. It was the, during... He, Kurt Angle was the, the referee for this match where Drew McIntyre plays himself a, a, against somebody else. And he just attacks Kurt Angle, who's the referee. True. You're correct. Um, how frightened were you when you realised that the Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell deal was upcoming. Like, honestly, what kind of effect did that have on you? You'd already reached that the, This is where the movie just completely lost me. All right? They they went from... They've established this guy, and then I guess Seth Rollins is a big deal. He's coming around. He's got his title belt on. I assume in this film, title belts are important. They don't really establish that, hey, because he's got this belt, he he's a... You should care about this guy. And then... Uh, Bray is shoving money into Puppet Vince's mouth and that stuff. That was clever. That was clever. Now, because the bit was... But what's the goal of Bray? Is that... Is, explain this to me. Explain this to me. So the bit was that, like, he was in trouble, right, with with Vince Puppet. And he was like, but don't worry, because I'm, I've been making the money. So the idea is, Jeremy, it's a commentary on the moral ethics of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. How can you not grasp that? He, he got in care. trouble. He's muted. He's literally muted by money. The... He sees the dollar signs. It's over. He lets a clown attack people. It's brilliant. It's layered. The, it's the, genius. The Vince McMahon puppet, he's like, don't talk about Hell in a Cell. They never talked about Hell in a Cell. 
before then. Was that just something I missed? That was not established was, in this film. That was a reference, a late scene added in reference to the press tour in which a website leaked that he was going to be at Head on a Cell. Okay, yes, it's inside baseball, but if you're into that, it was a serious nod to this you. Is, you appreciate it. This has got to be explained to me when I'm watching this film, okay? And it was. This is a lot more developed than a lot of the films we've covered. I would, I would say... Hey, you, you are the mainly. artistic analyst here, so... Exactly. Yeah. So I have my glasses. <laughs> um, so, yes, one thing that was a beautiful touch, speaking of art, was when it's, it's questioned by the puppets whether or not Stone Cold Steve Austin should be attacked. And he says something like that the other ones were there to make, the, make Bray become the fiend, right? Like, he kind of does this because Kurt was a GM when Bray was Bray, uh... The Kane was he was corporate Kane. Jerry Lawler was on commentary saying mean things. Steve Austin did nothing. And I thought that was a really smart way of translating Steve is not getting mandible clawed by a clown. I thought that was really clever how they give a reason for that, you know? Who is Steve Austin? We so never Stone saw Co- him in this film. They That's they just pre- they just mention pre- him, nothing he was he never appeared in this movie. Okay, so based on your um cinematic view of this outing who what character's got the best introduction to you because from where i was sitting it seems you went in this very surface level you didn't research before so based on that no it, I would, it would appear that all of these characters just sort of turn up at some point for you yeah i mean bill goldberg literally just appears via satellite <laughs> and he's like i would like to face the clown so please tell me from your vantage point who got the best sort of character introduction here? i think braun Strowman had the best character introduction uh and john cena john cena was very good as well because cena cuts like this big long promo establishing of like i'm not gonna do these things it's time for the future to shine and all this stuff and then bray as the clown comes out and it just like gives him a growl and cena tips his cap he goes that and then you know they have they're they're off to a match and it's like all right well at least i know what john cena stands for now but he sees this clown. He's like, "Well, I gotta read the gotta read the universe of this person." So, do you agree with me that few things will be ever as funny as Seth Rollins doing the like corner of the ring screen for like two straight weeks? <laughs> because that is uh, to this day something I can't quite get to grips with. Like, was that a long term? They're booing him already, so this just make him a heel, or? Like, what happened? Why did they make him do that twice? See, Seth was not that established to me. He just comes out, he's got his title belt on, and he's like, "Eh, guess I'm facing the clown and stuff. Then we see him in these matches, all of these matches in the same. I don't know who's writing these movies and these matches. Can they not put together better matches of... The the one match, Seth Rollins is facing a guy named Rusev. Don't know who that is, but never really established in this. We get get Bobby Lashley coming out, and then Lana comes out, and they're making out. We never see these people again, by the way. This is part of the film, and then we just never see these people in this movie again. They're they're making out, and then The Fiend just attacks Seth Rollins. And I'm just like, this happens so often. The Daniel Bryan feud as well. Like, It's the same thing. It's all the same thing. I watched the Finn Balor feud. I know what happens the rest of this film. I disagree. I mean, there's a lot of evolution here. I mean, he, he dies. The old Bray dies, I believe, in the cell. Something happens to the old Bray. What? He says he is now dead. He says that. And then he was brought back to life uh, opposite Braun Strowman. So it appears you've missed some things here, and that's fine. Everyone would. But I did want to make a note of, uh, and I'm going to have to break your framework here for the sake of my own bit. I'm sorry. But I want to send immense love to whoever runs WWE's YouTube channel and had to clip the Seth Rollins Bray Wyatt bout from Hell in a Cell. Okay, because well, this match is one of my favourite matches ever because I I, need, I cried that night with laughter. I, it was one of the most extraordinary things. Seth Rollins, valiant hero, hits his finish 20 times and people just boom more each time. So I thought, what are they going to put out as the clip from this match? And it was... Just like one of the last curb stomps, people are booing, and then Seth just like rolls outside the ring, and it's like, that's the end. <laughs> that's all you get of the match. I watched the Wyatt cut of this film, and so I watched the entire Hell in a Cell match to get the full perspective on this. Oh, wow. This was the most poorly written match I've ever seen in my life. Again, I don't know who, who wrote the script for this, uh, yeah, for this film. This the, just terrible. 
I don't know what they were trying to go for in this. I, they didn't do a good job of establishing if I should like Seth or not. Because Seth is, like, burning down the fun house and stuff. By the way, he burns it down, which I guess is his thing. And then it's just back the next week. But, like, Ramble and Rabbit doesn't survive, but he's always dead. It's just yeah. lazy. It's lazy, Joe. Well, the heel glove saves the Rambling Rabbit, doesn't it? The famed heel glove, which has sparked many a Twitter thread since this film's release. I, I wanted to, um, I wanted to ask you a question. What was worse, Seth's handling inside Hell in a Cell, or Seth's handling in the bit lead up to Hell in a Cell where he had to scream and cry all the time? <laughs> which is what, which was more devastating to the Seth Rollins performance character, so to speak. Oh, the, him screaming was far more devastating. Once he did that, I was like, I can't. I cackled honestly. I cackled through the through the Hell in a Cell yep. match as well. You know, you know, you know my approach for these films, Joe. I approach all of these films as if they are comedies. And Seth screaming and that Hell in a Cell match, peak comedy, just absolute poor writing, terrible. But as far as just uh, comedy goes, great. I loved it. I did love that portion. So. To give everyone some perspective, we are now at, I believe, video 44 <laughs> of 99. You you really took notes and broke this down um, segment by my segment. My next note, I'll read directly. Desperate for a good match, the clown targets Daniel Bryan. Brackets, <laughs> success. Is that... Hey, it worked, right? That's exactly the plot they were going for. Is yeah, that what he was going for? See, I thought... The Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, by the way, fantastic actor. Probably yes. outside of John Cena, who, I mean, he's on a league of his own because he's in big time films. Daniel Bryan's the best actor in this film. Yes, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm amazed by how clearly desperate you were to review the John Cena film this week. But I, <laughs> I respect it. I think Bryan... Okay, so here's what happens here. So we set up this conflict with the Bryan and the Bray. And um, he does the muscle man dance, doesn't he, Jeremy? To provide some comic relief for the kids. Yeah, he did this earlier in in the film as well. This was like the remix. This was the Illuminati remix, I believe. Yes. And then he gets a custom belt and rips out Daniel Bryan's hair. Um, Michael Cole, who appears to be the broadcaster for these events, seems to believe that for at least a moment there, Daniel Bryan may in fact be dead. So... I'm thankful that they didn't end this film with that kind of hanging over us. If Daniel Bryan does return, he simply gets a haircut. Would you agree that is clear? That's made clear to us, isn't it? Yeah, he doesn't die, which is good. There should have been more deaths in this film, honestly. You know me. I I love just go around, shoot him up. Kurt Angle, right? Kurt Angle died, I'm pretty sure. Kurt Angle died. Foley, I think, died. Foley died. No, I I heard Jerry Lawler later on in the film on commentary for one of those matches. So he, he did not die. Uh, Finn Balor, I think, died. I don't remember seeing him in this film ever again. So he must have died. Well, he started doing that stuff in another film. It was elsewhere. Different, I, different I'm not watching that film. I'm but, never watching that film. So I do have a take it. So this Bray Miz stuff, I don't think I was watching it this time. We wasn't doing the podcast during this time, during these scenes. Right, Jeremy? I have no this idea like, what you're talking about. Okay, well, I think this was good. Was this good? This stuff you—you've you, not mentioned once the Miz plot. I yeah, assume I think, that means you like it. I think it. the Miz. I think the Miz did, did a very good job. I mean, the Miz is a great actor. We reviewed the Mean Six, uh, the Marine Six, where that's one of yes. your favorite scenes we've ever reviewed was the death scene. Yes. Uh, but the, the Miz basically plays himself, which is what he plays in. I guess the Marine. He's not really playing himself. Um, but he plays himself in this film, and and he's fine. Some some weird stuff with the child being involved and everything, though. And then that again, I watched the Wyatt cut of this match. He his his family's being targeted, and then he just comes out and he's just like he's just playing the Miz. Like, dude, show some range, all right? You know, show that you're upset that th- this this man has targeted your family. Just lazy, lazy, lazy acting by the Miz. I disagree because Bray said explicitly he liked the Marine Five. He said that. That is true. We haven't watched the Marine Five. Maybe we should. So with that in mind, it makes sense that Miz would kind of soften up his approach a little bit, right? I mean, yeah, granted, on one hand, family has been attacked, life has been threatened. On the other, liked Marine Five probably should fall somewhere in the middle on that one, I would suggest. So... Um, I enjoyed all of this, Miz and, and Bray fun. I enjoyed Bray's entrance, 
where he's very happy. He's doing the wave a lot and all that good <laughs> stuff. Uh, Michael Cole is disgusted by this. He cannot fathom the arrogance of the, the clown man. Uh, and then Daniel Bryan comes back to life, as I mentioned, and he receives a dead puppet as a gift. Um, and then he gets some of Bray's hair, which appeared to be set up a hair match in the midst of this film, but instead was a strap match. We didn't get that transition explained to us in this in this film, did we, Jeremy? Joe, we have a super chat from Patel Ron um, Sykes. This is very new for us since we don't do live shows. I hope it's not about wrestling. This could be very bad. <laughs> says, happy birthday, Jeremy. Joe getting sick of more Brits. Yeah, Joe. I mean, the British are invading Fightful today. I see that. I mean, I do think it's important, and I'm not saying anyone should say anything in particular, but there are certain people that are coming on board here that need to be sending me gifts. Because I am... <laughs> you original... paved the way. Yes, I'm a pioneer. And I, look, there's no way I'll be remembered as the best Brit. But I was an original Brit, nonetheless. So I do think certain people out there, I'm not naming names, they all reach out, send me something for doing this podcast. I, I have walked so they could jog, right? And now I'm sprinting, <laughs> by the way. I want to know I'm sprinting. Because I've just reviewed the Firefly Funhouse, and I am on... Part 56 of 99. Oh, my God. So I appreciate the super chat. But we have a lot to cover still, Jeremy. I hope you're aware of that. I, I'm aware, but look, we have people watching this show and sending super chats. So this is this is a break from – this is out of our usual uh, routine here. So send super yes, chats, guys. Clearly. You can you can say yeah, you can say hi. You can say happy birthday to me. I appreciate all the, the birthday wishes. We do have uh, Louis Dangor and Alex McCarthy reviewing – uh, a show from 20 years ago after this um, at 3.30 on Losers. Fightful. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, get a life. Watch some current stuff like the Funhouse, huh? We'll grow up a bit. Uh, I mean, anyway. I think the Brits are a little bit scared of you because you had to bury one of your own last week. So yes. they, they might be a little bit afraid of you. It's ruthless aggression, pal. Yes. They'll know all about it. They watch those old shows. <laughs> anyway, here we go. The contract signing, sincere take, awesome. Please tell me you like the contract. I understand it was 60 videos in. I, I grasp that. The contract signing in which um, he's trying to fax, Bray's trying to fax his contract, and then he's like, well, you're arresting him anyway, so I'll send him, and then he signs it with blood. Again, no recollection of this. Pretty sure he wasn't doing a podcast. We may have been. That was legitimately great, I thought. It was very good. I, all the Daniel Bryan stuff is good. Yes. This, this whole film, look, we should have flipped it. Daniel Bryan should have been the star and Bray Wyatt should have just been a, a bit player. That That's my take. No, Bray's good <laughs> in this. Bray will get some kind of award for this. He He's actually tremendous. should. He, he should. I don't know what kind of award Bray should get for this, but he should definitely get nominated for something for this. Yes. I mean, if nothing else, we'll give him an award of yeah. some kind at the end of this. We'll, we'll try our best to remember that. Um, so then, as you mentioned, Goldberg rise. Now, Goldberg has an illustrious history in Hollywood and on this you have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Podcast. Yes. Uh, it was, you know, Goldberg that gave us that moment where, bless Sean Ross Sapp's heart, he attempted <laughs> to make a genuine commentary on the state of the World Wrestling Federation post uh, Crown Jewel. I believe it was Crown Jewel, yes. It was not, it was not Showdown. No, it was Crown Super so, it was It was Showdown. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was Super, super showdown. showdown. Yeah. And he, there he was, and he was ready to go. You know, the world was angry, and Sean wanted to give them a voice. And, 
there we were, right? And we were grinning wide because Big Bill Goldberg just slayed the clown. So that was a, a really important moment in History of Podcast. And then since then, we have reviewed Santa's Sleigh, right? Which was a Goldberg uh, cinematic vehicle, Christmas film, in which he murdered lots of people. So I love that juxtaposition with Bill. He can do so many different things. And here, he appears via satellite. Um, and he just refuses to play with the clown. He he has no interest in interacting with Alfred Bray. Um, what is interesting, Jeremy, and I, again, I have to break the framework here slightly, I admire that the gentleman who had the effort to put this playlist together was just like, listen, I'm putting in the clip where Bill Spears him. <laughs> there, that match is not going in there. There will be no match in this. We just go from one spear and see you at uh, Super Showdown to John Cena and the tip of the cap. <laughs> But that's, that's the sort of transition we get. So I think they should tell you what the Bray fan base thinks of this. It was certainly bold. We got a super chat from Throwback27. Happy birthday, bud. It's insane how many segments there are in the Firefly Funhouse. That might be part two. Hopefully, no, we're not doing part two of this. Hopefully one day uh, have you guys on my show. Anytime, Throwback. Uh, also, more NBA 2K stuff please much love guys uh, i would love to stream more nba 2k uh but i'll probably have to be streaming wrestling stuff but uh, i want to stream ben simmons taking mid-range jumpers can we review a basket is there any film basketball film that stars uh, stars a wrestler because i feel like we should review that that would be an incredible like range of factors <laughs> that would have come together for that but i mean hopefully i'm happy to do it so I feel like the rock probably did some type of basketball film do you know what really sucks is we're doing this live show on your birthday and it's like your birthday gives people an immediate message to send, right? It's like you're immediately included because it's happy birthday, Jeremy. And I'm just sitting here like, but like, why couldn't they say happy birthday to me too? It was only like 10 <laughs> days ago. That is so true. Gonna do it. Like, do it. Do it properly. I'm here too. I mean, I'm sitting here, Jeremy. This is what they should do in future, okay? Happy birthday, Jeremy. Now I'm going to want to talk to Joe. Like, you you got to do that at least to make me feel better, base. Because I'm on part 65 here, okay? And speaking of part 65... Wait, wait, wait. Bill Goldberg. Let me give my commentary on Bill Goldberg. Okay, sorry. Uh, again, I watched the Wyatt cut of this film. This is a tremendous outing by by both men, I thought. I thought it played great to their strength. A, a great a, a great written fight scene. One of the best fight scenes they we have best. watched. Yes, they live best. One of the best fight scenes we have watched um, throughout our, our movie review history. It, it's short, but you know what? It accomplishes a lot in that in that short. It could have used a soundtrack. I will say that it could have used a soundtrack. The fact that it didn't a little disappointing. Otherwise, fantastic fight scene. So you mean to tell me that the Saudi silence wasn't enough for you? No, that absolute no. just, just deafening <laughs> silence as Big Bill try to lift him up for the jackhammer. Okay, fine. So <laughs> this is where we get John Cena, and you've already done all your. But I'm going to give the ball back to you because. I know that John means a lot to you, and this was a pivotal role in his career. Taking this showed an immense degree of like selflessness on his part. So I have nothing to say about this. I think we covered it, and I refuse to watch the match again, which is definitely part of the film, the Wyatt Cut that you probably tuned into. Go ahead, Jeremy. This is your big moment. My big moment is coming up. Look, John Cena absolutely steals this film, as I expected. I saw once John Cena was in this film, I was like, all right, well, it, something's got to be good. From this film, right? It's it's basically Dave Batista being in Wrong Side of Town, which we reviewed last week. You know, you see Batista on the poster, you're like, okay, this whole movie might suck, but Batista's in it, so something's got to be good. This, that's how it was with this. Cena was on the poster. I know it's going to be good. John is tremendous in this film. He he does all the callback stuff. He catches you up because so many people that come into this film, you don't know the history here. You're like, why why is Bray targeting these people? What do they have to do? with anything especially early in the film it does i will say it does a much better job of establishing people and characters of why we should care about these characters later on in the film john cena knocks it out of the park here if if we're gonna give bray an award uh john cena's gotta win award for co-star or something because because he crushed it you did not watch the funhouse match on the wyatt cut Oh my god! I didn't understand a lot of the references. I'm going. I'm going to admit that. Like when Bray Wyatt is like, "You can look, but you can't touch," and then Cena takes a swing, and I, I know I I didn't get that at all. Some people tell me it had something to do with relationships. Don't know anything about that. John was tremendous in this match, though. Absolutely tremendous. Oh, nothing. I mean, I, I don't want to spoil this for you. I mean, we 
this was one of those deals where you either get it or you find a Twitter thread to explain it, right? It's it's a level of art that one cannot simply just sort of discuss or debate. It's just you get it, right? However, my moment of that ilk comes a little bit later because after our friend Bray kills John Cena, and I'm pretty sure he kills John Cena. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure John Cena... Yeah, John Cena does not appear in the film again after this. He just kind of disappears, so I I do think he dies in this, which is, you know what... John, that that's what he needs to do. He goes out like the hero that he is. Uh, yep. I want death in these films, and, and John gave us some death. So I did appreciate that. Uh, somebody named Hannah said, Happy birthday to Joe and only Joe. <laughs> that, is, that is so much better. I'm so ready to discuss the next portion of this film. Thank you very much. Because <laughs> now things get good. I'm starting now to fade. I'm saying, okay, Bray, I love that song that introduces your show and plays it out, but I've heard it now 55 times, <laughs> starting to fade a little bit, and suddenly, playing Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss turns up, right, and she's with a big, the big bearded man, Braun, as he finds a black sheep mask. And I kind of sat back in my, in my cinema viewing, and I said, I can't believe they've got Alexa Bliss in this deal to one scene. What a waste, right? Now, Jeremy, as we find out, it is much more than one scene, right? And I would say if anyone's going to leave this thing with a supporting actor award, it is not John Cena. It is not John Cena. It is the victim throughout the, the <laughs> final portion of this film that is Alexis, who just suffers on every which way. So, um, yes, but first, before we get into a kind of big entrance into this deal, we have story time about the black sheep. Tell me you didn't like this, and I'll tell you you're a liar. No, this is great. Again, this is yes. what I want. I want stuff being set up. Like, that. that yes. is great storytelling right there. So yes. I appreciated story time about the black sheep. So did you see the, the uh, prequel to this in which Bray plays the other version of himself? You know, the guy with the, the Hawaiian sort of deal and the, the cap, the hat like the one you've got on now? <laughs> No, I did not watch the prequel to the. Okay. I was not required. Look, I watched the Wyatt cut. That was enough. Yeah. I was not watching this prequel. Okay, but you still see him in this. So, which Wyatt do you prefer? You have three faces of of uh, Wyatt. You have the original that you only see for a couple of scenes. I understand. You have the killer clown, and you have the waving guy that you enjoy very much. Rank those three for me, Jeremy. You didn't rank the fight the, the death certainly, but I'd like a ranking on this. The clown is first because he kills people. We didn't talk about... I think we get four. I mean, I think kind of like Muscle Man Dance, Bray Wyatt is like something, right? Sure. Uh, sure. The the clown is first because he's murdering people. We did not talk about the mallet he used against Seth Rollins. This was tremendous. I feel like we skipped a lot of the Seth Rollins stuff for good reason. Look, Seth yeah, I is, wonder why. Yeah. I wonder why we skipped all of that stuff. <laughs> Seth Rollins is listening right now like, thank God. Oh, no, they're bringing it back <laughs> Yeah, so he gets a mallet out and it's this, the ring is red and everyone is just booing. They've just decided they're going to boot the whole match. It sucks. I wanted to find an inflatable mallet for this show and threaten to murder you with it, but I could not find one on very short notice. And I didn't want to have an actual mallet and hold that up because I thought I might get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So here's another one where I have to step away from kind of your approach here because I have to ask you a quick... We're the only two people in the world that have done this. You know that, right? We've actually done this as one, just one fell swoop. We've watched the whole thing. Yes. So from one loser to another, I have to ask you, how happy were you when you realized that the playlist was going to become like very brawn heavy and you could start skipping clips? Because I personally nearly erupted in joy when a full clip was just brawn talking. I was like, not watching, never will watch again. I, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I did not skip any portions of this film. All right. I watched it all the way through because I don't know... I don't know who this Braun Strowman character is. I see him on WWE television. He's now yeah. like beating people up on Raw Underground or something. I I don't know who this person is. We got a super chat from Throwback. Is Roman in this movie? He's not actually. Um, he I, yeah, very briefly. He does appear. Yeah. yeah, he appears at the he end. He vanishes. Yeah, but he's in the part with um, he's wrestling Seth in one part, and Seth is attacked by the clown. Yeah, Roman vanishes, and then he's in at the very end, very briefly. Um, you gotta watch. You gotta watch the Wyatt oh, cut. Yeah, you gotta watch yes. the Wyatt cut. Uh, is um, Roman in this movie? Because if so, there's a Batman, Joker, and Harley Quinn part in there. It's interesting, as we know how Alexa is. I guess Alexa's Harley Quinn. Is she Harley Quinn? Well, you're the Alexa she's, fan. She's stealing the show in this because now, and this is the key here. 
when you're made, and I've done this many times, you know this, Jeremy, I'm a very much admired and respected filmmaker. Artistic so analyst, yes. Yes, so when you're making a film of this length, you need a conclusion, a finishing stretch with some punch. Right? You need something that's going to get people to sit back up, demand more popcorn, and say, I need to see where this is going. So this is where Alexa appears as a mirage of sorts. So we think. I would assume as such, I'm sure there's many theories both ways. So there she is, and she's trying to lure the Braun Strowman in, uh, but he's actually Bray Wyatt doing that. We assume. So you say, wow, they got two scenes out of her. How compelling, how interesting. It's like when De Niro will make a brief cameo somewhere, and it's like, you know, he's only playing himself, but it's still fun to have him. But you want more, and boy, do we get more, Jeremy, because now it's, it changes film. Because now we get in like a like a insight into the mindset of the Alexa Bliss as she tries to deal with these two bearded men who apparently just want to beat her up, which is not ideal for anyone. Um, I thought you were talking about us I, for a second. I was I like, wait, what? She's <laughs> <laughs> okay, dealing no with one, two bearded men, huh? No one clipped that. That's very <laughs> okay. that, that was factual. They both were very mean. Okay. I want you, because I know how much of an effect it had on you, to discuss the scene in which Braun and Alexa finally tackled their relationship. And Braun can't even look. And I sat there in my seat, and tears, <laughs> tears began to pour out of my eyes. And I thought, this must have affected Jeremy. This is a beautiful tale. Jeremy, take it away. How great was this? Look, first off, I have to rewind. to I checked out on this Braun Strowman stuff very early when he was like, Alexa, you got me a gift. I know my girl. Team Little Big, all the way. I was like, your delivery is awful. Just awful wow. delivery. I could not get into the Braun Strowman portion of this film. Alexa, I thought it was great. Her her saying, like, you know, look what you did to me. I thought we were friends. And then you just treated me like that, saying all this stuff. Like, look at me, and then slapping him and all this yeah. stuff. Braun shows good fire when he picks her, picks her up over his head and everything. He's like, okay, you know what? I guess she deserves it. I don't know. Uh, he's 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 a changed man, apparently. I guess the swamp changed him. Is that what I'm supposed to get from this? Yes. Okay. Yes. I've no one in the history of professional wrestling has used the term "fire" to describe when the six foot eight <laughs> guy picked up the five foot woman above his head. But I'm all for this it. is not you're wrestling. Right. This is a film. True. You're, you're correct. But these are wrestlers. They're out there environment. You need to cut bronze and slack in that case. Um, the ambulance. So in your mind, then, I'm interested because <laughs> you've watched this as kind of one film. What is the conclusion of the film, then, in that case? Because is the ambulance? Because we have payback, right? No, SummerSlam. How does this end? No, oh, I'm tell- I will tell you how it ends. First okay, off, okay. this ambulance bit was was awful. All right? We've, we've no. watched this film. We've, we've watched this, this whole film now, and then he... He shows up by the ambulance and he's the fiend. Like, okay, what, what's cool? I know you're the fiend, dude. Like, what is this? What is this supposed to do? I didn't. I didn't get it. And they put Adam Pierce in a, in a postman outfit to pop like one person, and then I have. That's me. That's me. Okay, to pop two people, and that's like. Uh, I mean, Adam Pierce is great. More power to him. He is. They they go on to the contract. Roman Reigns. He does make his cameo and. He, he wins this title that, that Bray Bray now has, by the way. He gets this title back. I don't know how... Uh, I mean, I guess Goldberg lost it to Braun, and then Bray wanted his title back, yeah. and then Roman gets a title. Here's how this film concludes, Joe. It concludes with this new character uh, called Wobbly the Walrus, and this Ooh. is the new advisor for Bray Wyatt. This is, this is a cliffhanger. They're making Firefly Funhouse Part 2 yeah. that we're going to review next year on my birthday and okay and the the new advisor he is gonna take he's going to take bray wyatt and the fiend in a whole new direction i don't know what direction you got to stay tuned to to part two of this movie you know what was surprising though i had read online jeremy that alexa had actually wrote some of her stuff in this film I was surprised she wasn't involved in the conclusion. <laughs> apparently, she, apparently, she she produced something. She wrote something. So she's she's very selfless, almost scene level selfless. If she did indeed write some of a film and then omitted herself from its conclusion, but then again, as you say, a sequel is now set up, right? Yeah. Where does Alexa stand here? 
is Braun dead? Um, the big Roman Reigns man, is he going to be very good now? I don't know. There's an advisor. There's a puppet advisor. Uh, there's postman Pierce. So many layers, so many ways to go. Next year, we'll find out. Because we definitely won't see any of these characters for next year. <laughs> they just release it as one film in a year's time. Right. So I'm very excited. I, I assume yeah. they will release this film around the time of my birthday next year. And we will watch it immediately and review it on the show for our next live broadcast because we're not doing live ever again after this i assume we're just fired after this uh patel ron six says if luke owen is on botchamania one of the fightful members uh of fightful or one of the members of fightful should be next yeah i just botched that super chat right there so. this show is literally us trying to achieve that yeah. that's what this show is that is our attempt to make it but yes um I would like to be on that. I mean, we produce content for that almost every week, just no one watches, so they wouldn't know, right? I guess would be the problem. I mean, are you encouraged or disappointed by the fact that we have discussed this film longer than we do most actual films? Your thoughts on that? I mean, this was the longest film we've reviewed, so it should probably sure. be our longest review. <laughs> sure, but in fairness, it is very much an hour and a half, maybe two hours of one scene repeated yes so, and i was trying to get that out of the way early and you wanted to go scene by scene we never go scene by scene for these films you can never reviewed a wyatt film this is different <laughs> you've got look i've said this with they live i explained it to you certain films require different approaches okay whatever you pick for next week which we're gonna get to in a minute i'm sure that you're gonna go something fun that i can just sort of yeah we won't go scene by scene ha ah, rob van damme punched him in the dick that kind of deal <laughs> But when you're given something like this, you can't just treat you that way, Jeremy. I know you'd like to. I know you want to talk about the mallet and all that good stuff. But this is really an incredible exploration into the, the human psyche in many ways. So you have to treat it with that kind of respect. And I would say this is by far the most beautiful film we've ever reviewed. And the fact that it gives you what leaves you wanting more speaks volumes, to be honest with you. What is your rating for this film? Well, I mean, that is a very complex question. <laughs> So it certainly is a little long, right? It yes, some, it's extremely think, long. Unfortunately, Bray has got such power now in the industry that he can just sort of go unchecked. And I think someone should have reined him in here because this is very long. However, it requires... You didn't even watch the Wyatt cut. I watched the Wyatt cut True. of this film. True. So it requires a high rating. I give They Live... What did I give They Live? You, give, you gave They Live a 10. We don't know what your actual scale is, though. I think it's 1 to 10, but it could be anything. I mean, this is very difficult because in terms of my bit here, I need to go a certain way. But this was quite a lot of pain and suffering, so I feel I should be careful. With that in mind, I'm not putting it above They Live. However, due to the performance of some of my favourite co-stars we've ever reviewed, and, of course, Bray the Grey in the lead, I'm giving it a 9 on my scale. Wow. A 9. That's your. That's the first film you've given a 9 to. You gave it right 8... And Mr. Nanny, and you gave Money Plane a 10, which is where Money Plane should be. It should actually be higher. <laughs> what a group of films we've covered here. <laughs> it's only when you say it like that I truly grasp the, the depth of which we've done here. Very sad. Uh, Drew Nichols says, just putting out there, Kevin Nash was in Magic Mike, just saying. I really would have howled as you gentlemen reviewed that. Kevin Nash does have a, a pretty big role in that yes. film, too. The problem with Kevin Nash on this show is it didn't go very well last time, did it? You know? We've only hit when Kurt Angle was Yeah, yeah. That was the poster's fault. Do we allow Kevin to try and redeem himself, or is he banned? Like NXT? No, we're not not banning anybody from from the movie review show. We we can ban NXT, and I guess that's... Yeah, we can ban NXT from our Thursday show. I just realized, Kurt Angle is in this... Is Kurt Angle better in this than he was in River of Darkness? Oh, much better. Much better. Oh, let me ask you a question before I give my review. Because you like to ask me this question every week. Is Bray Wyatt a good children's host? <laughs> he's excellent, yeah. He's really good. I mean, I've watched this for so long that by the end of it, I was like, when's the next one on? Like, is this a Saturday morning show? I, could, I was sold into it. His wave is infectious. He has a big grin. Uh, sometimes he can be a bit sinister, which I would like him to sort of edit somewhat. Um, but depending on what your kid is into, I think he's very good, Jeremy. I'm glad you asked the question. Do you think that the Firefly Funhouse is a cult? No. No, that's ridiculous. I got I mean, big-time cult vibes 
from no, the state. No, you've got to back that up with evidence. This is a podcast. We're out publicly here, okay? This is not just a private conversation as much as we may think it is. This is a real... You can't make allegations like that. That's a serious outfit, you know? I mean, we don't know what will happen in the second film, but thus far, it appears to me it's just a very legitimate uh, kids show that features a killer clown. I think it started that way. Like, those kids are very not happy to be there. And when they're sitting around in the circle and stuff, none of them are pleased to be there. Um, I think they... I think they had an idea that it was a cult and then it just got kind of bray drinking that whatever and then he turns into the clown and stuff very cultish vibes from this firefly funhouse film i must have missed this i have no recollection of this drink you don't sure this happened it did i wrote this is one of my few notes that i wrote down um where i gotta find where this is actually the last note i wrote down drinking some shit turns him into the fiend that's what i wrote but you, you understand, you appreciate, there's a lot more to it than that, though, right, Jeremy? Like, there's a lot of reasons he becomes the clown. There's a lot of internal issues that drive him that way. You understand, it's not just a drink. Yeah, he, he is hurt and heal, so that's how he becomes the clown. But they, they're a contrast, right? You get that? I get it. Just, just making sure we're, because... Have you ever sometimes... thought, I guess, I guess this, this podcast is your Twitter thread, but have you ever thought of doing, like, a big Twitter thread on this entire film? I, to be honest, no, because... In 20 years, I plan on producing a documentary film about this film. And I don't want to spoil it just with free tweets, you know. But I do intend to kind of sit down with the, the creators and the minds and really delve into this masterpiece. But yeah, good call. All right, let me give this thing a rating. Look, way too long. Way, way too long. Yeah. We're never reviewing a film this long again until I pick Fast and Furious. That will never happen, then, is what it's saying. I'm trying to see what I... I give They Live minus two stars. This was about on the level with They Live, I, I must admit. Wow. Yeah. See, you get the layers, you understand depth, you just don't care. Right. That's what's happening. I don't watch these films for layers and depth and all of that stuff. I watch to be entertained and to laugh a lot. Outside of Seth Rollins uh, cowering and... And then getting booed by, I don't think he was supposed to be booed, and the big giant mallet. The Seth Rollins stuff was hilarious. The rest of this film, it was just like, eh, it's fine, it's repetitive, there's some good performances. That's about it, though. Good performances, <laughs> This is like. You're biased Bray's... towards Alexa. You're like, let's give Alexa sure, awards, right. let's give Bray yeah. awards. Bray is fantastic, just like Roddy was fantastic. Doesn't mean I enjoyed the whole film. Okay, but still, when you're going to minus territory, it suggests there's no redeeming. I mean, I'm just glad we're making it clear that Bray is, this is a walled stuff. Look, when I spend five hours of my day watching this whole thing, yes, it goes into the minus category, okay? Yeah, it's a little long, I I conceded that, that's why I didn't get 10, pal. I'm fair, I have a fair system, you know, it's these ways. Minus one star and three quarters. Wow, very specific. I can't imagine rating things that specifically. No one does that, right? So, what's your film for next? This is the big because now you you know you've destroyed this this masterpiece that I bring you. So, what are you going to come up with? You got to come up with something good, right? Oh, I have something amazing, Joe. I don't know if you've oh. heard of this film. Actually, it's not it's not well known. All right, but I'm playing to your strengths here. You want to be the artistic analyst. You want to review these high art films, correct? That's what I as hear. As long as I don't have to wear this shirt again, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do the glasses for the bit. But yes, I do want to be there, yes. I think in honor of the, the star of this, the person of the film that we're going to review next week, we should both go shirtless. Nobody wants to see that, but that's what we should do. <laughs> I'm fascinated where he's headed next. Continue. All right, Joe. This is, again, high art film. That's what you want, right? Yes. The star of this film, don't think you've ever heard of this, the ace of the universe, Hiroshi Tanahashi, called my dad is a heel wrestler all right i don't know if you've heard of this film joe but i've heard it's very high art i'm trying to be kind to you you were not kind on my birthday you you must admit that this was not a kind suggestion for my birthday and i'm trying to be kind to you for my birthday i just want i just want that level of appreciation returned in the future okay Okay, I mean, I I understand now your your shirtless suggestion, which is somehow a worse idea than the one we've had this week. So I'm excited. I mean, I've never heard of it, never pitched it before to be a film on this pod. So, I mean, I don't even know who that guy is, right? 
the ace of the universe. Sounds a little arrogant to me, but <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. There's no subtitles here, Drew. I know you hate subtitles, so I assume this is this is no, subtitles for for you for you for this wow. week. I will do that. I will do that. Wow. I will this is read real. these subtitles. This is extraordinary growth as a film. I told you. I'm 32 week. now. I'm 32 now, you, so I, I've changed there, a lot in this past there's a, week. There's a thousand wrestling podcasts. No <laughs> one talks about films. We could be the first, man. We could be filmed for. We could do this. This changed the game. <laughs> that next week is a big week because people are going to come to this and say, clearly the Brit knows what's going on. And they're going to say, but the one with the O'Neill hat seems less <laughs> short. Can he... Can he, next week's big. I may still go glasses. The shirt is gone. No way. Yeah, there will be we're both going shirt. no shirt. Be, oh, be, okay. <laughs> Unless we just go with like, the towels that he hands out. I don't know. It's always to discuss his production meeting for another day. But I am excited. Uh, it should be very good. I'm ready for it. Uh, Patelron6 says, got higher reviews than Charmel and Jenna. Yeah, probably. I haven't seen that match in forever. But I would imagine our reviews. Joe. I mean, Joe gave this film a 9. So it's much higher than that film. That's going to be one of those things that when you say, okay, Joe, rate the film, and I'm like, what did I give this? You're going to remind me every week that I give that a nine. <laughs> right, boy, fun, huh? I mean, I had, look, guys, I was committed. Jeremy Day questioned whether or not I could stay committed, but I was. I took notes. I wanted to praise the clown after such a... It's been, what, like nine months of just us ignoring him? So here it is. Ray Wyatt fans, finally you're welcome. This is it. This is our, our homage to you. Here it is. Our extended Twitter friend via podcast. Uh, thank you, everybody, for the birthday wishes. Um, it's it's been <laughs> uh, yes. yeah. Somebody I'm gave you a birthday wish. Everyone should wish Joseph a happy birthday. They should because it's definitely people that didn't wish me one, so they should yeah, now do it. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, but but thank you genuinely. Wish Joseph a happy birthday, Joseph. Thank you. Uh, this year has been awful on a lot of levels, yes. but. Doing this podcast every week really helps me out and helps me smile. I'll cheers. Hold on. I got my typical Dr. Pepper. It's not we're retiring. This is the end, right? This is the, the Yeah, well, this is the live show. And Sean's going to watch this and be like, oh, yeah, he's definitely getting fired. <laughs> he threatens to fire you every week. It's definitely happening yeah. now. Well, there's new Brits on board, right? Exactly. It's, you know, I'm, I'm now, I'm the old Brit. I'm the old Brit ready to be taken out. It's very scary for me as the old veteran Brit, but I stick around. I'm here. I, I, what am I? What we do at the end of the show? Oh yes, follow me on Twitter. Yeah, I don't do anything controversial on Twitter, but I am now <laughs> Twitter famous. I'm the guy now. They go, do you know that Holbert guy? They go, yeah, he writes sometimes. Most of the time, he just <laughs> does bad tweets. I'm that Joe Holbert five. I have produced some new work this week where I actually do artistic analysis, and I timed it as such that it was in line with this bit. This is now me, folks. Okay, the fun and games have gone. Very serious critic has arrived. So. That's all on the Twitter. Uh, ball back in your hands. I dribbled a little bit there, but too far. Yeah, no shot clock violation. That's okay. We can we okay. can move the ball. You gotta you gotta get your dribbles in. You can't be like full Clay Thompson of just catch and shoot stuff. You gotta you can, you know, take your take your mid range shot a little bit. Do some post ups and whatnot. It's fine. I did a lot of posting up last week. You did. Right? You were you were posting up as you said on the show last week. You can find me on the low block posting up dunking yeah. on people. That's what happened yeah, last I was... week. I mean, it's all about matchups, right? And if I have the right matchup, I'm going to dunk the ball. It's just the way it is. But that's all in the past now. We can all move on from that. I am back writing content that no one likes. But if you want to pretend you like it, that would be much appreciated. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, for subscribing, for leaving a super chat, for giving a thumbs up, any of that stuff. Uh, check out Fightful.com. We have news. Sean had some news on uh, Deanna Prazo's contract with uh, Impact Wrestling. Subscribe to Fightful Select. For that, we will be back on Thursday with uh, where we talk wrestling. We talk no wrestling on this show today. This was a film review only. Uh, we will talk wrestling on Thursday at 7 o'clock so everyone can uh, watch that show. And, oh, Joe, I do have to pitch this to you right fast. Okay. I'm very scared because I think I know what direction this is going in. Okay, you? yes. All right. Yes. You, you picked the Lakers, or you picked the Clippers to win the NBA title. Yes, but a while back. Not not like this week, I didn't. But yes, I did. Carry on. <laughs> I will give you the Clippers or the Field. And whichever one you take, whichever one... I assume you're just oh. going to take the Field. You've got to perform Sasha Banks' theme song if you lose. 
Okay, two questions. Am I allowed to think about this? The first question. And because that's pivotal, because I will not dive into this. Is very important, okay? <laughs> yeah, but you've got to. You've got to make a choice. Um, you've got. I, I have two more questions. Okay. Why that theme, and is it the original theme, or am I doing Snoop Dogg? Majorly important question. Um, I think you've got to do the original. I, I think the original is where it's at. No one hears the Snoop Dogg theme anymore. <laughs> okay, so I will ponder this, but it's very mean because. I am convinced. I've, I tweeted this the other day. The Clippers could be home in LA watching Denver play like the Lakers, and I'll be like, I think the Clippers are going to take it. <laughs> this is where I'm at. <laughs> so this is very hard. Thursday, I'll make my decision. Um, well, okay, well, Thursday, the Clippers could be eliminated. Yeah, true. I'll give you the Lakers or the field on Thursday. Okay, that's fair. That's okay, fair. But, if, is- but if the Clippers win game seven tonight, I'm giving you the Clippers or the field. Okay. 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 Had a dream I hadn't made it. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Check out our Thursday show, Joe's Big Decision. That's a tease, everyone. Now we have something to tease for Thursday's show. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Lambert88. Check out Fightful.com. Go, go support us. Support all the work Joe does. Support all the work I do. We'll talk to everyone on Thursday. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.